Welcome to the Daring Designers podcast with me, Kat Byrne, founder and creative director of Gatto, my own dream design business and mentor for designers who want to build a dreamy, sustainable and joyful design business by booking in advance, connecting with and attracting your perfect people and becoming confident creative experts. I've worked with hundreds of overwhelmed and overworked designers to switch things around and build their own dreamy design business their way with more time, flexibility, consistency, income and joy with my belief that there is no one right way to run your business but by harnessing your strongest creative superpowers and building confidence in your abilities as an expert you can find your own perfect path to your personal version of success and I'm here to guide you to find your own path with the help of just a little bit of daring from you. Hello, welcome back to the Daring Designers podcast. I'm so excited to be back with a new episode. And this is partly thanks to my new lovely podcast editor. So we can all be grateful that there are more episodes to come and hopefully much more consistency now as well. Thank you so much to everyone who has been listening back to the archives over the past couple of months. I've had some really lovely messages from people to say that you've been listening to different episodes and jumping into some of the older stuff, even from a couple of years ago, which is really exciting. I'm back today with an episode based on an Instagram post that I shared just last week, which was basically about a few things that you don't need to do in your design business. Now, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I'm really passionate about everyone, every designer, every creative, finding the path that works for them in their business I think there are so many different strategies. There are so many different ways you can market yourself, ways you can set up your process, ways that you can attract different clients. So many different strategies for every single part of your business that that can really feed into the overwhelm that you can feel in your business. It can really make you feel quite stressed about which method, which strategy is going to work the best for you. And one thing that I just really want to share is whatever feels like it's not a good fit most of the time is just a thing that you don't have to do there are so many ways that you can run your business there are so many like I said different methods different strategies that generally somewhere out there is the perfect one for you it's just about finding it it's just about discovering that for yourself and maybe that's through trying a few different things but if there is something that really doesn't feel like a good fit then generally that's something that you just don't have to do and there's something else that works better. I have clients, for example, who don't use Instagram, which feels like a real key part of running a design business. I have clients who don't ever share any photos of themselves online and they're basically just sharing their services and their work. There are so many different ways to run a design business that it really is based on what works best for you. So, Just to follow up on that, a little disclaimer here. These are things that you don't have to do, but they might be things that you do want to do. You know, these are things that my my point here is basically, you don't have to do these things if you don't want to. That was the entire point of, of the Instagram post and the entire point of this podcast as well. But I know that so often, especially with seeing a lot of, you know, consuming a lot of content online and reading a lot from different coaches, mentors, or just business owners, creatives in general. Sometimes we can feel like we have to do things a certain way or we take that that's the best way to 
make more money or be more consistent or work with our perfect clients. And actually, a lot of the time, like I said, it's just about finding what works best for you. One of these things might be that. So don't um, take this as like, absolutely don't do these things, but this is more don't do them if they don't feel like a good fit. And then I guess my point here is also this isn't a pressure to say no to absolutely everything. You know, sometimes it takes trying things out. Sometimes it takes experimenting with a few strategies. That's actually going to be one of my points in a little bit. You know, be be open to things that maybe feel like they could work, but don't be stressed if they don't end up working. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. There's, like I said, there's always a perfect fit strategy. There's always a perfect fit solution. It's sometimes just about kind of muddling through and finding your way. Okay, so let's jump into my five things you don't need in your design business. And the first thing is going to be launching your services. This is a really common one that I see kind of floating around on the internet, like floating around in terms of like courses. I see a lot of things on Pinterest and on Instagram about how to launch your services. And if this is a good method for you, if you know, if you like to launch, if you enjoy that process, if you like to get a lot of people booked in at once, then this is absolutely fine. But I will say that with services, they are naturally really well suited to being almost like on evergreen in terms of sales. And it also supports you to have a much more sustainable business as well. So however good that launches are in terms of like bringing people in and having like a big showcase for your service at once, it does mean that generally you're making a big chunk of income at once as well. And yes, this can sort of level out with payment plans and things like that. But when it comes to services, they are so suited to just bringing in very like consistent amounts of income every month. Usually having them selling in this way, being a bit more evergreen and, you know, booking them when people come to you, it does mean that you can have a much more consistent flow of monthly income versus launching. It also means that when you do book your services on evergreen or just book them when people come to you, it also means that you can book in advance, which if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know that this is one of the main strategies that I teach in the clubhouse and with my one-to-one clients. It's sort of the the core strategy that's surrounded by lots and lots of different things that work differently for different people. But having that as an element in your business strategy means that you can book projects, you know, three to six months in advance, have that stability, have that security, And then you actually don't need the launching to build that security, to build that sustainability. You're already booked further in advance and you can just continue to have that as a pattern in your business. Also something that you sacrifice with launching is the ability for your clients to have more of a decision when it comes to the process. When you have these big launches, you're kind of pushing people to sign up to a really big project maybe at a time that isn't perfect for their business. And with a design offering, it really is important to feel like it's the best time to rebrand or to have a new website. And maybe this isn't the best way to give your clients that control. And I do think it is really important for your clients to to have a little bit of control as well. Another element is just launching can be really stressful. (laughs) You know, I enjoy launching things like the Clubhouse, my program for designers, that to me is something that I've managed to build to be much, you know, calmer and much less stress 
compared to some other launches that I may have done in the past. But if you're setting up your services in a way that needs a launch, it is something that has to be much more consistent in your business. Some people are really, really well suited to that. Some people it can play around with almost like your nervous system and it can make you wobble a little bit. Like I said, I've got used to launching this signature group program that I have. But when it comes to my services, I like to have that a lot more calmer. I like to have people booked in, people coming to me when they feel best, me being able to have a little bit more control, them being able to have a little bit more control as well. So basically, launching is definitely not necessary for your signature service. And actually, sometimes not launching is a better strategy. The next thing is passive income. And this is going to be one that you've seen millions of times. You know, passive income is the best way to make consistent income, to reach big income goals. You can never reach six figures or whatever the goal is now without passive income. And first of all, that's not true. And if you feel like you have to add passive income into the mix to reach a certain goal or to get to a certain place, generally it's not 100% necessary and also it can be a little bit of a, a plaster over a bigger wound. It could be that if you're not making consistent income with your services, there's something within your services that can change or similarly with your big income goals, you know, if you're not reaching those goals with your services, there are changes you can make to your signature services to get to those places. I do find that big income goals, big goals in general are actually much easier to reach with signature design services because they are a much more, let's say like high ticket offering. Whereas with passive income, generally what we see is that it's a lower ticket offering or a lower ticket item. Designers share things like, you know, templates or, you know, mini courses ebooks, things like that, which are a much, much lower investment, but also need a lot more in terms of like an audience and sales to get to that place. Also, I will say it's very, very rare that any income stream is completely passive. A lot of them take a lot of time to set up, a lot of time to sell. And it's just a myth that it's the only key to more consistency, to more sustainability, to more income. Generally, these are things that can be plastered up with changes to your signature services. And I think a lot of designers want some form of, you know, additional income stream. You know, they want a place to be more creative. You want a place to have, say, like a lower ticket offering for people who can't necessarily invest. And that's absolutely fine. I think if we can create something that stays within our values as a business owner, that stays within our own creativity, that allows us to still be really creative and not just making something for the sake of it, then that's great and like all power to you. Like I think that's definitely something that you can add into the mix. I wouldn't create something just for the benefits of having bigger income goals or, you know, making more consistent income because honestly, it can be really stressful to create templates or to build an entire new income stream that you don't necessarily have an audience for right now. I think this is definitely something that I can cover in a, a separate episode. But for now, I'll move on to the next point, which is you don't have to have an industry niche. I've worked with so many designer mentor clients who have been told straight up in different group programs from different coaches or mentors that you have to pick an industry to niche into Otherwise, there's just no way that you can book any projects. And 
first of all, that's not true. I have never had an industry niche. I've never niched down to, you know, photographers or coaches or anything like that. And I have been consistently booked up for the past six or so years with really, really dreamy clients who are never in the same industry or, you know, fit a very specific standard. I will say that that's not to say that you don't have a niche or a type of person that you want to work with at all, but it definitely doesn't have to be an industry if that doesn't feel like a really good fit for you. Lots and lots of designers, you know, you you base your work on the style that you offer and, you know, the aesthetic that your client has. And that is almost certainly never perfectly in line with an industry. For example, you know, like if you think of a few different photographers, like wedding photographers, let's say, some of them have a very like dark and moody, like black and white style versus some of them who work with a lot more color and a lot more vibrancy. Those two clients are not going to want to work with the same designer. So it doesn't make sense for one designer to want to work with all wedding photographers, let's say. Style can be really flexible. Style can work with lots of different types of businesses, lots of different industries. Your niche or the people that you want to work with can be so much more layered. It can be so much more specific to you and your style that actually picking an industry can miss out so many dream clients and perfect people for you who would, like I said, create amazing projects for you and allow you to have an amazing project in your portfolio. The next thing that you don't have to do is share your personal life. This is one that I feel really strongly because I've definitely felt pressured in the past to share more about my life and, you know, what I'm doing. I think this changed a lot when I became a mom, when I had my little boy. I definitely didn't want to share too much of that side of things. You know, I didn't necessarily want to share photos of my son or I didn't want to be talking about like the day to day of what we're doing. And I think we do feel pressured to do this quite often because we see, you know, influencers or content creators sharing a lot of their lives. We see people on Instagram be very, very open about their personal lives, which is great if you feel comfortable doing that. But a lot of people don't, especially within a business. I think it's really important to keep in mind that although the way we run our businesses as creatives, you know, as an online business in general, it is a little bit more personal. You know, we do connect our business with ourselves. We do um, share certain aspects of our lives. But that doesn't mean that you have to share every little detail, every little vulnerability or struggle. You can be in total control of what you share, how far you go in terms of sharing your personal life, what details you feel comfortable sharing online, and what really connects with your business as well. Because it could be that some aspects of your personal life or your business, it feels relevant for you to share more details, you know, that your perfect people or your dream clients would be interested in. But there are lots of things that probably just aren't relevant for your business and you might feel like you have to share them. But actually, if you don't feel comfortable, it's best to leave those things out. Your perfect people want to see your work. They want to see your offerings. Yes, they might want to see a little bit of your personality and they might want to see some little details, you know, a a picture of you here and there. But if you don't feel comfortable, that's 100% up to you. You can run your business in whatever way feels best. It might be that 
as you go through your business and you've been running it for a while and you have a bit more of like a community and you feel more connected to your audience, you might feel more open to doing those sorts of things, but it's not necessary and that is 100% up to you and what you feel comfortable sharing. My final point is you don't need to just work on one strategy. As we've discovered here, there isn't just one strategy that works for every single business or that every single business, every single creative can follow. There are actually so many things that we can factor into our business. It's almost that we have to create our own personal jigsaw puzzle made up of lots and lots of different puzzle pieces from different parts of our business. So you might have a very similar business to another designer, but you might want to do your marketing very differently. You might have very different dream clients. You might have very different styles. All of these things mean that you need very, very slight tweaks to the strategy to work for you. And generally that means that, like I said, we're pulling little bits of different strategies and building them together in our own jigsaw puzzle. Even if you find that one set strategy does work for you, that doesn't mean that you can't try something else or you can't you know, add little pieces into the mix. It's really great to experiment. It's really great to discover new things. I really find that like growth and evolving in your business and finding your unique path as a business owner takes almost like a little bit of curiosity and takes a little bit of experimentation. And like I said, taking lots of little elements from lots of different places and the bits and pieces that work perfectly for you. That's really how I believe I've got my business to where it is right now. I've worked with so many different people. I've built lots of different strategies. I've really, really tried to discover the things that work perfectly for me, that fit into my ideal work week, that fit into my personality as a as a creative, as a business owner, as a, a human being as well. So it's very unlikely that you'll find one set strategy that A to Z, you know, step by step can fit perfectly for you and your business. And I would really love for us all to be opening up to more opportunities and reading into every single strategy and bits that could work and bits that we know won't work for us. Discovering those things really help us get to this place of really understanding our business and understanding ourselves as business owners so we can make really key decisions a lot easier and we can understand ourselves and our businesses better moving forward as well. So like I said, these are just a few things that you don't have to do in your business if you don't want to, but you can. And there are lots of ways to make these things work. Or if they just feel like straight away, they would not be a good fit. You can absolutely leave these things behind or you can build them up in your own way. You can do what feels most comfortable for you, what feels best for you as a person. And you can still grow an amazing, successful an amazing, successful business, whatever that looks like for you, based on the strategies that feel like a best fit for you, regardless of whether they're the things that you see people say are the only way to have a successful business or the only way to make the however much money, you can really find the path that works best for you moving forward. I really hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you want to find more from me, you can head over to the show notes to find a link to the Daring Designers Club website. I'm also at the Daring Designers Club on Instagram if you want to jump into my messages and have a little design business chat. 
I'll be back again next week with a new episode and I hope you have a good week in the meantime. 